Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. Brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best that there is. Make him your dentist today. Take control of your dental health once and for all. 317-849-2933. That's the number. I called it 27 years ago. I've never gone back to anybody else as a dentist. Dr. Mike O'Neill is my dentist and will always be. My dentist. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Yesterday, we saw the deadline come at 4 o'clock for franchising players. The Bears took advantage of it with Allen Robinson, wide receiver, as did the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks with Chris Godwin. Kenny Galladay, not uh, franchised by the Detroit Lions, but Galladay is a guy who, who can't stay healthy. So let's not talk about him as an option for the Colts as they try to buffet that wide receiver core. What they've got to do, and and by the way, those guys, one year, $16.5 million, that's a lot of cash for Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin. Allen Robinson, I think, is worth it. 200 catches the last two years, almost 2,400 yards. The guy has been really good without a lot of great quarterback play with the Bears. He's not happy with the Bears right now. That's a problem that the Bears are going to have to kind of figure their way through. However, who cares? It doesn't make any difference what the Bears do, right? Let's talk about the Colts. They got to look internal because what they can't do now without free agents on the table for them to bring in as plug-and-play guys, they got to figure out how to re-sign T.Y. Hilton and Zach Paschal. Zach Paschal is not going to be too difficult. He's a restricted free agent, so the Colts have right of first refusal with Zach Pascal, but with T.Y. Hilton being an unrestricted free agent, you got to pony up a little bit. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is a guy who can stretch defenses. Last year, really didn't showcase him in that way because they had Phillip Rivers at quarterback, and let's face it, Rivers challenged when it came to throwing the deep ball in a way that Carson Wentz is not. So T.Y. Hilton is a guy bringing back, you, you really look to him as a guy who can take the cap off that defense and make free safeties step a little bit further into the defensive backfield. I think Hilton's got to be back. Sure, he's in his early 30s, but he's coming off a year, over 50 catches, 752 yards, five touchdowns. He's fine, and he's not in recession. He played more last year, and he played at a higher level late in the season. Maybe he's figured it out a little bit how to kind of manage his body through a 16-week season. I I think he's worth a flyer if the number is right, all right? Although, now, because the Colts don't have to look at a guy like Godwin or a guy like Robinson as a potential option at wide receiver, you can get a little bit more serious at at potentially using their 40 to $50 million in salary cap money to go get a guy like Trent Williams to play left tackle, to go get an edge rush guy like Shaq Barrett. You, you can go find some guys in whom to invest. Bring, and and the, one, I, the one place, you've got to fill a hole, right? You've got to fill a hole at left tackle. You have no left tackle. You have nobody coming back who can play that position. At least with edge rush, you've got, you may not feel comfortable with, with the guys you've got at edge rush, Right? or comfortable with the guys who are uh, unrestricted free agents at that position, like Houston or Autry. However, you do have, uh, you got somebody, right? You got Kamoko Ture, right? 
So you do have, and, and you've got Taekwon Lewis. So at least you've got guys who can step into that position and play a little bit. At left tackle, you've got nobody. You can't go into the draft with nobody. You can't. Or else you really put yourself in a corner where you have to spend that 21st overall pick on a left tackle, or you might get shut out of the guys that you are looking at and, and might bring in at that position. And, and uh, Chris Ballard wants no part of being in a corner. Baby, don't like the corner, right? Don't put Baby in the corner. Don't put Ballard in the corner. Just don't do it. Uh, Butler, tonight, uh, 6 o'clock in the first round of the Big East Tournament against Xavier. That, of course, from New York City, Bryce Enzi and Bo Hodges both are questionable for that game. Aaron Thompson's not going to play. He's out for the rest of the season. Weird year for Butler, not winning at the level that you would expect Butler to. They're the 10th seed in the 11-team Big East. This is a rebuilding year for Butler. The freshman for Butler played really well, especially down the stretch. This is a team that is going to be significantly better next year, depending on who comes back. We don't know who's going to come back. We're going to talk about that in a minute because this is a weird year. To be a transfer, to be a graduating senior, to be an incoming freshman, this is a weird year because you can't necessarily project who's going to be back and who's not going to be back, and that's tough. Good morning, John. How are you uh, today? Indiana, they play Rutgers tomorrow, and uh, that I mean, we know that that's, that's you know, last chance saloon. For the Hoosiers, right? Going up against Rutgers. Rutgers has beaten the Hoosiers twice, despite allowing Indiana to shoot relatively well from beyond the arc in the two games that uh, Rutgers beat Indiana. Um, you know, you're talking about Geo Baker. You're talking about Ron Harper Jr., two guys that Indiana has a difficult time matching up with. This is not a great poll in terms of, of matchups for Indiana going into the Big Ten tournament. Now, if they win that game... They got Illinois, they got Iowa potentially, they beat Iowa twice, and Illinois they went to overtime with. Maybe somehow, some way, Indiana can kind of get hot and win a game, win two. I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to get beat, but we root like hell for them, and we want them to win, and then we can talk about the other stuff. Let's put that, let's take that off the table for the time being and, and really just focus on basketball as it's being played. We got a whole offseason, right, to discuss the other stuff. Now, let's talk about the Big Ten tournament and have some fun. Uh, Purdue, they're off until Friday at 2 in the afternoon when they play, in all likelihood, Ohio State. That's going to be a great game. Uh, the Big Ten at the top of the conference, the top five or six teams, all the way down to Wisconsin, are really, really good. They are really fun to watch. It's going to be a war down at Lucas Oil Stadium. I can't wait. And the women's tournament at Bankers Life Fieldhouse is going to be just hellacious also. I can't wait. Now, we need to realize that that's why these tournaments, the Big Ten tournament and then the NCAA tournament, that's why the Pacers are going to open up after the All-Star break with 8 out of 10 on the road. That begins Friday against the Lakers. My goodness. What a stretch of road for your Indiana Pacers, especially coming off the level of play that they had prior to the break where they lost some games and are going into the second half with a losing record. Doesn't happen too often. It's happening this year. Weird year, like I said. Indiana State's uh, Jake LaRavia it has entered the transfer portal. Again, 
Really, really weird year to be a transfer. Indiana, I guess, kicking the tires on LaRavia. How many scholarships is Indiana going to have available? Without knowing what Joey Brunk and Al Durham will do in terms of exercising their option to come back for another year, not lose that year of eligibility this year because of COVID, who knows how many scholarships teams are going to have. If you're a transfer, like we we all go to InsideTheHall.com, right? Alex Bozich's website where he's got kind of that, that scholarship calendar where you, okay, Indiana, are they full next year? How many scholarships do they, do they have to give for 21-22? How many for 22-23? How big a class size can they welcome? We have no idea. Parker Stewart, he's going to play next year. You got Logan Duncan coming in as a free, as a uh, a recruit for next year. He's going to be an incoming freshman. Okay, now how many? Brunk's coming back. Durham's coming back. If they come back, now what? It, 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 these are really odd times. I don't agree with the decision by the NCAA. I think it's very humane to give guys uh, and women a final, you know, optional season. Of eligibility, but I think it's crazy. I think it puts coaches in an untenable position. I think it puts recruits behind the eight ball. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Transfers are having a tough time figuring out what they're doing. I think it's wrong. You know what? Bad things happen in life. That's the way it goes, and that's the way this should go. COVID, it kind of wrecked my senior season. Take your degree and move on with your life. Let's go, right? Anyway, uh, we'll see. What happens with the Hoosiers, with the Boilers, with the Bulldogs in terms of, of who's coming and who's going? And it's going to be interesting times. Uh, how about Notre Dame last night winning on a buzzer beater by uh, Trey uh, Wirtz? Fantastic game. Notre Dame closes the game against Wake Forest on a 17-2 run, so they survived to play another day. They got UNC coming up today, 9 o'clock on the ACC Network. Should be terrific. Ty Freifogel, nice piece. Uh, at IndyStar.com about Freifogel returning to the Hoosiers for another year of eligibility. He's going to take advantage of that. He is within reach of James Hardy's 2,740 yards, could become the all-time leading receiver at Indiana. And this is one of those things, too, where, you, you know, guys are going to play another year and obliterate records for, for various programs because they get to play another year. I, you know what, I guess, why would we worry about that? And Myers Leonard, what the hell are you doing? Are you out of your mind? The, the Miami Heat forward center type guy used a very negative word, a very anti-Semitic word, the K word, in a video game live stream. You can't do that, so he's away from the team. It might be away from the team for a while. When will we learn, right? What are we doing? You can't use... There are words that are third-rail words in our society. The K-word is one of those. Don't use that word. Why would you put yourself... I don't understand it. Like, I get social media, and I like social media. I embrace it. I think it can be a force for good. But if you don't have... If you aren't wired right to avoid those words and avoid that kind of thought... You are going to open yourself up to problems, and Myers Leonard has done exactly that. Let's celebrate some birthdays. I, it's just dizzying to me that people would put themselves in a position where that could happen. Number one, 
Don't say those things. Number two, don't see those or don't think those things. Number three, get the hell off social media. What are you out of your mind? Playing video games on a live stream? For what? Um, John Elrod, happy birthday. Eugene Haloum, happy birthday. Uh, Chris Nadeau, happy birthday. Kevin Clausen, Tracy Hostetter, happy birthday. Eric Crawford, uh, Mike Smith, and Skip Mills, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today on Inside Indiana Sports Now, we're going to talk about the Colts. This is this is the week prior to the opening of the NFL calendar business year on St. Patrick's Day. Teams are hunkered down trying to figure out what they're going to do in free agency, and free agency is going to be a ball. And if we know Chris Ballard, what he's going to do, he's going to wait till the stupid money gets spent, and then he's going to go get guys unless he's targeting a specific guy. If he's going to sign Trent Williams, he's going to do it immediately. If the Colts wait, then they're looking to uh, kind of come in with their 40 to 50 million bucks in cap money and, and sweep up some of the leftovers at a cut rate price. And that seemed that is what Chris Ballard enjoys. He doesn't like spending big money early. He likes spending smart money late. We'll see what happens beginning a week from today. I can't wait. Also, like the conference tournaments, is there anything better than championship week, honest to God? All the win and survive games this week, the NCAA tournament's magical. But this week is just nonstop great fun to watch. Uh, We'll see what Notre Dame does tonight. We'll see what Butler does tonight. We'll see what IU does tomorrow. See if Butler and, and Notre Dame survive to play tomorrow. We'll see uh, on Friday what Purdue does. Indianapolis is the center of the basketball world uh, this month, as it always should be. We'll talk about it later today, about 4 o'clock, on Inside Indiana Sports Now.